Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Tops, Penini, and Upper Deck. Six questions. Again, uh, people seem to respond to that. It, it uh, indicates that it's going to be more fast moving. I'm not saying that you have each one of these six questions, but I bet each one of you listening, my faithful listeners are going to get uh, something out of uh, one or two or three or four, or maybe even five or six. So first question I got was about investment fallacies. Most of these investment fallacies are sometimes true. That's, that's why they're repeated. But there is a, an approach that says you don't get rich by taking profits. You get rich by owning valuable things that increase in value. Case in point is Amazon stock from a long time ago, Apple, Google, any of these stocks. If you were selling, taking your profits, you were making a big mistake because the quality was there. There's quality and and valuable quote unquote assets in the card collecting world. In fact, if you said, I'm never going to sell anything, that's going to be my get rich slow. I did an episode on deferred gratification. And most of that is based on just say no to buying cards, but it also applies to the deferred gratification of not selling, of not taking profits that are substantial and letting it ride. Part of the counterexample, even junk wax that started out looking really bad, if you just held on long enough, it's perhaps finally caught up in the last year, as long as in the wax form and unopened. There's also counterexamples of those who are trading up. So they're trading for better quality in the uh, stock market. I don't know that you could trade Apple for something else. Uh, you might have traded BlackBerry for Apple. That would be a step up to better quality. You're looking for things that can double or that can keep doubling. If you can't imagine something doubling, then it may not be a long-term hold good investment. And these investments, especially when you're holding for a long time, that doubling can come from increased demand or what people have figured out now is that the doubling can come from decreased supply. And that is part of the strategy behind keeping unopened wax boxes. If you're a long-term holder, liquidity right now is not a big issue. You're betting on strong liquidity at a much higher level when the smoke clears, and that may be in decades. Again, if you want to be a trader, which is, they're called trading cards, going against the grain, the contrarian might be to not trade, just hold on to a chance. Okay, second question. Dutch auctions, what are they? Are they here to stay or are they a fluke? Unfortunately, they're here to stay because it's working. Okay, so it's the auction where you start at a high price and work your way down to see, and the perception is you're not going to leave any money on the table if you have a bunch of something and you want to sell it. I'm hoping that my facetious comment about the Dutch auction for getting into the national of auctioning off spots, starting at a high price that would allow you to have a free reign, unlimited time at the national. Uh, again, assuming we have a national, that's, again, I hope they don't do that. That was a joke. Frankly, some Dutch auctions, I, I wish it were a joke because when people jump in at these really high prices, it gets things stretched out of shape. I'd love to see the hobby return to reasonable SRPs that hold uh, for some period of time. Third question, what have I been reading lately that is interesting? Books or magazines or whatever. I read an article, and it actually may have been a TED Talk, and it talked about creativity is enhanced if you're a procrastinator not a procrastinator. Procrastination, waiting till the last minute. Precrastinators actually still wait to the last minute, which gives them a lot of pressure at the last minute. But the procrastinator, they've thought about it before. They've been thinking about it for That's actually what we did with BGS. I procrastinated. I thought, I think we might eventually do this, but how would it work? And so it percolated for more than a year. And it percolated in Grant and Dan and, and, and the other guys that we had that were real sharp. And then all of a sudden we say, okay, it's time to go. Then we had that creativity under the pressure of time to get it out by a certain time with all the homework that had been done. So I'm a procrastinator. 
just in case you want to learn a new word. Okay, fourth question was about alternatives to Luca. You can't even talk about the market cap with Luca Doncic. You have to talk about the gross national product, the gross international product. I mean, his cards, if you just add up the value, it's amazing. So starting with this 4.6 million, I just want you to think, I've been asked, what are the alternatives? The alternative would be to get not a jersey swatch, but you could get a whole bunch of his jerseys. <laughs> you could spend the whole day with him, not just have his card, but have him for a while. You could have a private signing session with him and, and have lots of change for 4.6 million. You could make a movie with him and let him be the star of your personal movie. And it, I promise you it'd be less than 4.6 million. So there's so many creative things that you could do when you get into the millions of dollars that are alternatives. It's not just another card. It's an experience. It's something else. It's almost the sky's the limit of what you'd want to do. So uh, 4.6 million, an awful lot of money. I would not have spent that. I believe it's overpriced. Number five, hobby content, especially in print. Is it dead? Is it alive? Will it be resurrected? Is it too slow? I think no. Okay, now if you talk about a magazine, there's lead time. But blogging, there's active blogging. And frankly, now we've got Adam Gray doing the Basketball Card Fanatic. He's going to also make it available in print. So it'll be a nicely printed out personal publishing uh, print. They have print-on-demand kinds of things. So you can print it, and he can send you that, or you can get the digital copy cheaper. You have to pay a little extra. But that suggests that hobby content is a bigger deal than it's ever been. There's so many excellent podcasts out there and other YouTubers, and it's it's not just good, great content. Mostly, you've got to vet it, but it's also very timely. So it doesn't take as long because you're not setting up a printing press and doing all the stuff that we used to do 30 or 40 years ago. Yes, I think hobby content's here to stay, and there's going to be a place for print publications that are intended to have some permanence. Obviously, if it's a throwaway, I don't know what the point of that is. But like I said, Adam Gray's work is definitely not throwaway. That stuff put on your shelf and enjoy, and in many cases, you, you could reread. Okay, six questions about uh, stock market crashes. I've had this question in several different uh, forms as the stock market continues to be you know, hard to figure out <laughs> that we've gone through a pandemic and the stock market continue, continues to increase, but it won't increase forever. There will be a correction. There'll be a correction in sports cards. There'll be a correction in the stock market. I'm not talking about just the Dow. The Dow Jones is an industrial average. It's extremely large company. So even S&P 500, those are large companies. What's going on in America is a hobby is probably more related to the other, uh, small and medium-sized businesses, which is my bread and butter. So correlations between the stock market and the hobby. When the market's down, some people will go to alternative investments. Again, that's a reasonable thing to do. But the point is made that if the market's up, then you have extra money or extra wealth. Maybe you want to spend some of that on the hobby. And if the market's down, then you think, oh, maybe it's going to go back up. And so I want to invest in the market because it, that's going to go up. All that's true but I don't think I've heard as much discussion about the interest rate environment. And I think that's probably a bigger deal than the stock market for why cards are uh, more right now than they were a year ago. The pandemic, even with this influx, you've got very low interest rates with the specter and, and potential of uh, inflation coming as all this new money is coming in with these stimulus. Then if interest rates are low, it makes these alternatives. You want to own stuff if paper money is going to be less and less valuable and you get 0.02% interest on your money at the bank. So I would watch the interest rates. As the interest rates move up, then uh, people can get a safe, uh, better return. But if inflation keeps coming, so again, the stock market is not as big a deal to me as the possibility of inflation and the low interest rates. Interest rates go up, inflation goes up, 
then again, I think cards can be counter-cyclical, counter-cyclical, which means they don't necessarily go with the economy. They can do better when the economy is doing worse. So anyway, excellent questions. Always enjoy it. Keep your questions coming. Dr. James Beck at gmail.com. And I'll be happy to answer them. Some of them I'm going to give a whole episode to. And others are just nuance of things that I think I've mentioned some of these things. If you ask the question in an interesting way, I'm going to try to answer it in an interesting way. So thanks. Have a great weekend. Be back again Monday with another episode.